Hey folks, so welcome back to my podcast, Outspoken Word Artist. It's been a really, really long time since I've recorded an episode. I know I'm well aware that it's been been a really long time. Um, But one of my friends recently mentioned that he was listening to some of my old episodes and that's when I actually even remembered that I had a podcast, sadly. Um, so I thought, because I'm quarantined right now and, you know, have all this time on my hands, why not do, do an episode? Um, I was struggling with a topic idea to come up with, uh, but after spending about a day thinking about it, something that sort of organically came to my to my mind was this theme um this theme of the inside versus outside and it's something that applies in many areas of my life as as well as um something that applies on many levels of of my life um i know this sounds a bit abstract <laughs> but i am going to be going through a lot of different um, points to kind of get at what I'm trying to say. So I guess that's the first, you know, way I'll discuss inside versus outside and why this is something that feels like something I want to talk about or the starting point of, of a conversation is that Right now I'm quarantined, as are millions and maybe billions of people around the world. Um, and there's, there is a big, uh, I guess, emphasis, to me at least, on, on being inside my house or indoors versus life outside. Um, what my life was like outside, what it used to be like, you know, in when I was in the world, immersed in the world, and also what it will be like when I get to go back outside um, and get to immerse myself back into the world. Um, and this is a topic that is not new to me. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I feel so compelled to speak on it. And I noticed that um, the last couple of poems that I shared on social media have also touched upon this theme of the inside versus the outside or, you know, kind of here versus there. And um, these two poems that I've shared both are rooted more in, in the context of my culture and my family life, um, which is that I, my, my culture... Um, you know, I've been born and raised as a South Asian American woman, an Indian American woman, and in a, you know, relatively, by some standards, conservative family. So, um, on some level, I have always been taught, or the messaging that I've received has been kind of like, okay, this is what you're allowed to do when or not do when you're outside the house or around other people and this is what you are allowed to do when you um, are 
outside the house and are around other people. This is what you are allowed to wear and what you aren't allowed to wear. This is what you are allowed to say and what you aren't allowed to say. This is, you know, um, where you can go and where you can't go. Um, if you're at home, you know, you're, you're safe. <laughs> you know, if you don't stay out too late, you're, you're safe. Um, if you're not, you know, out traveling into unknown parts of the world and you're, you're at home, you're in familiarity, you're better off. That's, that's a big part of <laughs> things that I've heard over the course of my life. So, um, it just, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to keep saying it's an interesting topic to me because <laughs> I mean, otherwise I would not be talking about it. So yeah, um, but you know, for people who didn't grow up with the culture that I've grown up with, who aren't um, South Asian, who have not been part of cultures and communities and families that have um, told them like you can't wear this outside or you can't be out late and this and that, there's still this concept of the public and private sphere, like what public life entails um, and then what, what your private life entails. Um, meaning, you know, the things that are societally acceptable to, to say and do in public versus what uh, is not. And um, <laughs> this, is, this is, by the way, this is pure kind of stream of consciousness talking. I have not had, I have not taken any notes. I have not um, planned out what I'm going to say. Maybe I would fare off better if I did plan out something loosely, but I have not. Um, so the public and private sphere, what we are allowed to do and say in public versus what we aren't. Um, I think there's so much to be said about that. Uh, you know, of course, there are, there are, like, the things that the majority of society has agreed are acceptable versus not, but we also know that in every society, and every community <laughs> across the world, there's always going to be people that, that defy the norm, that bring things to the public sphere, um, that, are considered controversial or uh, out of the realm of what has been expected. And I think that for me is so much of the role of, of an artist or, and or a writer in this day and age. Especially, I guess, like, throughout history, you know, artists and writers have also... Have, have, tended to be of the more uh, I guess going against the grain type of type of group of people but but um but yeah I think that's another kind of way and yet another way that I see the the inside versus outside uh dynamic play out in in my world, in my universe, that I am 
I, I am an artist, I'm a poet, a writer, and I find that some of the things that I share in my poetry and in my work, um, when are things that exist like the, that are inspired from my very personal life, from my intimate moments in my life, but that I'm sharing in a very public way. Um, so, so yeah, um, even, even though I, I'm not, I'm not actively thinking when I'm sharing these things that, oh, I'm, I'm doing this to be, you know, this is what artists do. I have to be unconventional. I have to bring the private life to the public. That's not an active thought that goes into my head. It's more, it comes more from a place of self expression of I'm not keeping this once again inside of me I'm putting it outside I'm not keeping this this feeling or thought or memory bottled up inside of me but I'm gonna like pull it out of myself and and put it on the outside wherever that outside is in the moment whether it's my social media or a stage that I'm performing on or um, you know, a book, a conversation, right? Um, and so, so the, so I'm gonna actually take a, take a pause right now and kind of collect what I want to talk about next or collect myself to figure out what I want to talk about next. So there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, well, something that just immediately came to my mind as I took that pause was a feedback that I often get when I share my poetry publicly is that that was really raw or that was really honest. And despite how many times I've gotten that feedback, after sharing my work, I'm always caught by surprise because my intention has never been let me do this so people think it's raw or honest. Um, I've I've never had that like motivation. It's always been like again self expression or it's been like trying to make something that feels mundane sound kind of or that might seem mundane sound a little bit more beautiful um so i mentioned that because when i hear that feedback that it's raw and honest that's kind of another confirmation for me that that this whole public and private um inside versus outside kind of dynamic does exist 
deeply in our in our world which is it's honest to so many people it's raw to so many people because um people might not be used to hearing um an intimate feeling that maybe a lot of people feel or that maybe a lot of people have experienced an intimate feeling or an intimate memory being shared in such a way so the thing that makes it maybe honest and raw is the fact that i'm actually sharing it not the actual content that's that's my take i may be wrong but um oh yeah i think i think the final component and maybe the most uh interesting component of this inside outside conversation um and what to share versus not to share to me exist exists within um the realm of my writing process itself because even when i am fully expressing myself you know even when i think i'm being uh very unfiltered or i'm not holding anything back when i write I the truth is I always am. Um the truth is that any time that I share something that there's a part of me that has that has considered that now this is no longer just for my eyes and it's going to be consumed or read or taken in by by people on the outside. And that I think informs knowing that knowing that knowing that um the outside world is going to see it in my opinion definitely shapes i think what i share versus what i don't um uh both in terms of the types of poems that i share because there are so many poems that i have written that i have not shared publicly because i just the thing for example the things that i think in my head are like oh well um the public think this about me or will my followers think this about me if i'd share too many love poems will um this guy think they're about him or will they think it's about all these other guys that don't really exist will um you know it's that that is a big <laughs> a big uh a big factor in what goes into both what I share and maybe also how I write. And you know there's poets like Jessica Salgado who I really really admire because she has somehow I know I don't know what the word that I'm looking for is. She has very uniquely shared her heart's work. She's a poet. Um in a way that is one of the, the most i guess there's been like the least amount of filter to me it seems between what the public might might think and maybe who she actually is and man i <laughs> i just she could write a hundred more poems about sisterhood or love or her culture or family and i still i don't know i i wouldn't think it's too much or 
and maybe that comes from like the the deep self knowing she has and but i'm I'm also sure that she I'm also positive that she probably filters a lot or she probably does take into consideration more than I think how things sound and look the way she shares them and and with what she shares at what time and um and all that so um (laughs) i said um so many times thank you to you guys if you've kept listening to this (laughs) through this uh episode so yeah i just i think i i often wonder like if i was just there is a poet atticus who has retained his anonymity like he wears like a mask you know in public and when he does his poetry readings so the focus is always on his poetry and his writing and people don't really know anything about him um, or his world or his identity which i think is so brilliant the more that i share the more i realize the value in that because I imagine he also feels this insane amount of freedom to write more of what he wants to write because people aren't going to attach it to specific um, things about him or his life. It's it's gonna there's gonna be a clear kind of break um, so that he gets to still be whoever he wants. And I don't know if you're kind of catching the drift of what I'm saying, but. Um, but yeah, so for me, I would say there's no kind of meaning why behind why I'm discussing this topic. It's just something that feels thematically relevant on different levels in my life. But to end, I will say that I, I think I do... One of my bigger struggles as a poet is figuring out what am I allowed to share without feeling overexposed. And at the same time... Um, if I hold back too much, I'm not being authentic at all. And that's sometimes just as as painful as being overexposed when I feel like now I'm manufacturing something that's so safe that um, that I have not made any leap from the private to the public, you know, sphere. So with that, I will end this episode. And if you have any... Uh, topic recommendations please uh let me know and yeah bye guys